0: We give so much of our day to other people and caring for others that we often forget to look out for ourselves and and, um, ways to keep us well. And I think, you know, to be able to treat people, we need to first be able to treat ourselves well.
1: Welcome to the Doctor's Kitchen podcast with me, Dr Rupi. And today we're going to be talking about yoga for health. Now in my second book, Eat to Be Illness, I not only blend together the science with delicious recipes inspired by cuisines from across the world, I also talk about the intersection of lifestyle and how that improves health outcomes. Things like yoga, mindfulness therapies, sleep, as well as sense of purpose, community and other forms of exercise. Today, we're going to be talking about yoga as a method of restorative practice and exercise and even a way of life. It's a practice I talk a lot about in the new book, Eat to Beat Illness. And today, Dr. Claire Hennigan, who is a fully qualified GP and a trainer in Ashtang and Vinyasa Yoga, is going to talk to us about why yoga can be thought of as a therapy. She actually took out some time from her GP training to travel to India and become a yoga teacher, completing 200 hours. She also did another 40 hours of training and mentoring and does therapeutic yoga at levels one and two. She now teaches publicly alongside working as a general practitioner and has also been able to teach yoga to other doctors at conferences and seminars and with the Royal College of GPs. Claire is fascinated by the health benefits of yoga including help with mental health, musculoskeletal issues and chronic disease. Stick around to the end of the podcast where I sum up some of the benefits of yoga and we go through some of your rapid fire questions that I put to Dr. Claire. Dr. Claire. Hello. You made it. <laughs>
0: thank, thank you, you for s- having me.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Um for those who don't know, I've known Dr Claire for a couple of years couple now, of I years, think. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I reached out to you whilst you were training. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were doing the Masters in Nutritional Medicine yes, at University was. of Surrey, yeah. which is what I'm currently doing. Yes. And I remember you sharing <laughs> uh some of your slides with me so i can get mm. uh, an idea of just how in-depth it is and it's pretty in-depth
0: it is quite intense <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but really interesting
1: super interesting yeah. yeah and i remember you came down to my practice and we mm-hmm. had a coffee and i was yeah. just fascinated by you know the work you're doing which is combining the science and the art i suppose of yoga uh, and yoga therapy for lots of different issues and how you're also interested in nutrition and stuff basically someone after my own heart. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> so why don't you give us a little bit of background to how you got into yoga and nutrition and and what has your journey been
0: yes of course um so i guess from a young age i was always um interested a lot in exercise i used to dance quite frequently um so that was something that you know movement exercise was very important to me so belly dancing mainly so Uh used to be a big big passion of mine Mm. Um, And then obviously went to medical school and I found yoga really in the probably last year of medical school. So it was when I was um, studying for my finals. Um, I came across the, so I was at Newcastle University and I came across the um, yoga society and they were holding classes um, in the local church hall. Um, and I started going along with one of my friends and um, just made it a regular part of our schedule. Um, and I really enjoyed learning about yoga, learning about the postures. And then I started to notice that that had benefits in my everyday life and helped kind of my feelings of stress and yeah. helped with my studies in the end of medical school,
1: really. Final year of medical school, I've got yeah. horrific memories. Yes. Of, like, yeah, it's not I've a pleasant to...
0: experience. <laughs> yeah.
1: Actually, I remember during my final mm. year, I got back into meditation quite a bit. Did um, you? Yeah, I started, mm. this is going to sound a bit weird, but I started recording um, a mantra, Uh, to myself, Mm -hmm. uh, I think I use uh, GarageBand or something on my Mm. Mac and it would be like 15 minutes long and it would just be simple things like breathe in, breathe out Mm -hmm. um, breathe in, white light, breathe out negative energy, Mm. yada 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 I don't want to go into too much detail um, (laughs) uh, and then I would listen to that recording Mm. once a day whilst I was uh, doing my studies Mm -hmm. um, because I remember it being absolutely stress inducing, like Mm. just the sheer volume of stuff that we had to To, to remember yeah um, but I imagine like yoga has some similarities in that right because um, I mean I know from my practice mm. and stuff but the whole breath and the concentration on your breath as well as it being a physical activity absolutely, it's quite an amazing combination
0: absolutely and the postures in yoga themselves are quite challenging mm. and when we go into the postures we always bring our attention back to our breath and that helps ease the postures and focus the mind and I think that's what we try and take off the mat to bring to when we get challenges in everyday life kind of using those techniques to help relax and deal with those stressful situations.
1: Amazing. And so so you started in your final year of medical yeah. school. Mm-hmm. And and then where did it take you? Is yeah. this something you did during your foundation years?
0: So it was when I could. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember from foundation yeah. um
1: where did you do your foundation training?
0: So I trained up in Edinburgh. Okay. So um I was at one of the big hospitals in Edinburgh for my first um two years so that's um, our junior doctor training. Um so I'm sure you remember long hours, mm. stress, um, so I did I did definitely keep up my yoga when I could. Um, I was doing a lot of shift work, so I was managing to go to kind of random morning, evening classes yeah. when I could. Um, and then I came down to London to do my GP training. Um, and it was about after my first job in, in GP training, I think going straight into it, um, continuing with the long hours, you know, not eating well, the stress of the job itself. And there was some personal stress as well that was happening at the time. I was really reaching a point that I was burning out and I was really close to leaving medicine actually at that point. Um, but actually my GP training scheme were really really open with me and they said you know you can have some time off mm. and see how you feel after that and if you want to come back to GP training you can so I used that as an opportunity and during that time that's when I went off to India um, and did my teacher training
1: amazing which part mm. of India did you go to?
0: Um, so I was in Goa which is quite relaxed yeah. part of India compared yeah. to the, the yeah. rest of India but it was gorgeous place yeah,
1: yeah. It, you know that story really resonates with mm. me quite a bit i remember my first year of foundation training um three months in that's when i discovered mm. i had my own heart condition yes. uh atrial fibrillation with yes. irregular fast heartbeat uh-huh. and that picture of stress poor mm. sleep eating on the go you know a new job that you're learning so much i remember yeah. that that um steep learning curve mm. of just learning the sorts of uh basics of how to be a hospital doctor mm. um whilst not forgetting but almost like the uh, the knowledge that you gained mm. in medical school was kind of like uh, like to the side Absolutely. it was more about like you know how do you sell this ct to a radiologist yes. in hospital <laughs> you're like please let me ct the head this is what i'm meant to be doing um but yeah no, it was all that that sort of like the mm. new sort of experience definitely um and when I started looking at my own lifestyle and recognizing, taking a step back mm. and recognizing where those stressful points are, mm. one of the things apart from nutrition, obviously, and mm. getting better sleep, yeah. was a, a meditation sort of practice that I started mm-hmm. doing a lot more often. Um, and I think yoga is a nice way to sort of get yourself into that. But Absolutely. so, so you've had a practice since the final year of medical school and, yes. and going to into. Yeah. Actually, doing it as a teacher.
0: Yes, absolutely. So it's been for about the last five years now. Yeah, wow. it's been solidly.
1: Yeah, and Goa, uh, so how long were you out there for?
0: So I did a month intensive course. So there's a few different types of yoga teacher trainings you can do. Um, there's month intensives, or sometimes um, they're over a period of years or weekends, weeks, depending. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very intensive yeah. four weeks. Yeah. Um, 6 a.m. starts and sometimes 8 p.m. finishes. Oh, wow. Um, so it's not a Yoga retreat <laughs> So sound like <laughs>
1: Sounds quite military uh,
0: uh, yeah. but yeah, really interesting. so you start with um, always start the day with kind of meditation, breathing exercises, your practice and evolve into the philosophy, some anatomy, which is a helpful recap mm. um, but yeah, fantastic. Where, where
1: did you do your training? Um, so it was in Goa in, in India. What, what, do you know what, remember what school it was?
0: Oh, yes, it was Sampurunam. Oh, Sampurunam. I've yeah, actually been we,
1: there.
0: I think I remember you saying yes. that, that you went to a class, a drop-in yeah. class there. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah.
1: So I was at a trip at my friend's wedding in uh, Mumbai oh. a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, I remember that's when I started my gratitude uh, exercise, gratefulness every day exercise. Oh. Yeah, like 2016 now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, my friend uh, was getting married in Mumbai. We, uh, as like a whole group of us, like uh, medical students, um, we all went to um, uh, to Goa just mm-hmm. to chill out for like four days. And Aww. then I was there. And then somebody from Singapore, who was following me on social media, reached out to me and said, "Come to a class." Aww. And I remember that 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 um, mm. school is amazing. Oh, it's it's yeah. like this huge sort of like central. Sounds like a big mm. advert for them, but it's a huge <laughs> central sort of like a there are other yoga there are <laughs> this, huge, it's just, it's yeah. um, this huge like central sort of um studio with like mm. mosquito nets, yep. and everything's open.
0: Yeah.
1: Um you had these little huts around it and people mm-hmm. like lived in the neighbouring village yes. and stuff. It's right by the yes. beach. So uh And Agonda's
0: gorgeous. Amazing. Absolutely isn't it? gorgeous. My favourite beach in Goa. Yeah, safely.
1: That's gorgeous. Yeah. Um but I can't imagine doing six A.m. to eight PM every day. Wow, that's uh that's proper interest. Mm. So who is that course for? Is that for people who are looking to become a teacher or can just anyone Go?
0: Yeah, I think people go in with different attitudes. Some people are definitely wanting to teach at the end of it. Um, I have to say, I wasn't sure that I definitely wanted to teach at the end of it. I just knew that I really enjoyed yoga and I wanted to learn more about it. Yeah. Um, and I think a yoga teacher training is definitely the way to go. Mm. Um, there's also workshops and things that you can do but if you want to really understand yoga it's a really good way to learn more about it definitely yeah.
1: oh that's fantastic so when you came back mm. all refreshed and yes, i yeah. know
0: i know so yeah it was it was it was amazing i wasn't sure if i would come back to training but at the end of the six months i definitely actually felt ready and I've, yeah. it's definitely built me a lot of skills that um i've taken with me for the rest of my training and yeah, finally managed to complete my GP training. Yeah, really. congratulations. <laughs> as, a, as a
1: couple of weeks ago, you're yeah. now a fully fledged general yeah. practitioner. Yeah,
0: starting the life of salary and locum Yeah, GP, salary yeah. and locum GP, yeah. <laughs>
1: but um, we were recently at a conference where you yes. actually took a whole bunch of GPs yes. as part of the Royal College of GPs, sort of Absolutely. like the wellness state. Yeah. Um, uh, through a yoga session. Mm, How's yeah, that?
0: That that was really cool. That was um so yeah, the RCGP launched a new kind of wellbeing conference for GPs which is obviously so important. Yeah. We, it was the first of its kind and it was free for GPs to attend because I think obviously we give so much of our day to other people and caring for others that we often forget to look out for ourselves and, and um ways to keep us well and I mm. think you know to be able to treat people we need to first be able to treat ourselves well yeah. um and yeah it was a fantastic conference because you were speaking as well um and yeah i was able to teach two kind of workshop sessions and introduce people to yoga and i think people really enjoyed it yeah it cool. it's fantastic yeah. I'm,
1: I'm really gutted that i didn't get to do the actual session I had to run <laughs> off, but um, it looked amazing and yeah. the feedback was incredible and yeah. this is quite interesting to see a lot more yoga creeping into the nhs so definitely not only for the well-being perspective mm. for um the doctors but mm-hmm. also from a social prescribing perspective
0: definitely so
1: dr michael dixon who's mm-hmm. the founder of um the college of medicine has mm-hmm. done some fascinating stuff on this um have you, you come across some of the work and-
0: yes that um yeah dr michael dixon and i know recently as well that they held the um yoga and health Conference. I think it was just last weekend. So this oh, is quite! Fanta- topical. I didn't know that. Yeah. So um there was a big yoga and health conference, and I think Prince Charles did the kind of opening address at the conference as well. Um, so it's quite topical that we're speaking about yeah. it this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um,
0: linking obviously all the benefits of, of yoga and health, and um, certainly um there was a lot of promise that potentially more money will be spent on yoga in the NHS and it could be part of kind of social prescribing mm. for us actually to be able to to give to our patients to patients mm. yeah
1: yeah do you have experience of uh, discussing yoga with your, your patient yeah. I'm sure you have yeah
0: <laughs> so it's something I do try and bring up fairly frequently mm. and um, I was listening to your podcast with um, Dr John Sykes oh, recently yeah. as well on an yeah. exercise and I they got a lot of that resonated with me when he said where he kind of brings in exercise to his patients and I do think that as well with yoga, it tends to be, I do tend to bring it in more with the patients that may be suffering from conditions such as anxiety and depression. Um, certainly as part of that, I would talk about, you know, have you thought about yoga, meditation, exercise, with that and see how obviously how how they get on if they're open to you know Mm. trying things and and seeing the benefits definitely
1: yeah how do you broach that topic because Mm. i imagine a lot of people have some a perception of yoga being a bit middle class being a bit woo woo um but uh, I, I mean, I personally don't have that yeah. opinion. I, I find the practice uh, phenomenal, and the science behind mm. it, which we'll go into in a little yeah. bit, is is really really convincing. Mm. But for a lot of lay people who haven't even heard of yoga before, mm-hmm. or just think it's something that's for the sort of upper class <laughs> uh, or that you know the, the wellness warriors, how do you how do you start that conversation? Yeah,
0: um, so I think it's about changing people's perspectives to yoga and. So yoga essentially is for for everyone. Absolutely, I think, especially the world of Instagram, you see that you think yoga is just for these middle class people, sports bras, you know, very yeah, absolutely those leggings, doing handstands. But in essence, that isn't yoga. Um, Anyone can do yoga if you can breathe. You can do yoga, Mm. Um, and I think it's um, just explaining that that to patients. to potentially them to having an open mind, going through the different types of yoga and what really yoga is, mm-hmm. so kind of starting to explain that. So yoga really means um, union, and um, so we link our body, our breath, and our mind together.
1: That's fantastic, yeah. I love that sort of analogy of, uh, or that, that saying, if you can breathe, you can yeah. do yoga. Um, yeah. And that union of mind, body, um, and... Uh, sp- w- breath. Breath, mm. that's it. <laughs> Mind, body, and breath. Um, that is something that I think can be uh, separated when you're just doing regular exercise and actually yeah. having that sort of uh, connection is, is is really important. It yeah. might explain some of the benefits that we see. Absolutely, mm.
0: absolutely. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: <sorry. laughs> um, so uh, having that conversation and, and starting uh, people on their journey how do you do that do you point people in the direction of certain online materials mm-hmm. or are you aware of sort of like local church groups for example like yeah. Churchills where they, they actually yeah. uh, do yoga
0: I mean obviously the ideal would be if we had somewhere as GPs that we could ideally Um, you know say oh this is a yoga class that would be beneficial for you and we could prescribe it on the NHS I think obviously that would be the ideal and in certain I think certainly in some areas of the country that is starting to happen Um, but in my kind of practice unfortunately we don't really have um, that available Um, certainly it depends how the person is and Mm. and why they're kind of maybe seeking yoga Mm. Um, obviously some people are quite isolated or find it very difficult to go to classes and want to start practicing by themselves. Um, Certainly, I think there's some great online stuff. One that I particularly use, although there is others, (laughs) is um, Yoga with Adrienne on YouTube just because it's, I mean, it's something I used years ago, but I just think she's got so much material out there. There's so many classes. They can be 10 minutes, 15 minutes. There's yoga for anxiety, yoga for back pain, yoga for You know, stress, anything, she's got it. And I think it's quite a nice way to get an introduction to it Mm. by yourself that you can do at home. It's free, it's quick, you can add it into your day.
1: I'm glad you recommend that because yeah. I've been recommending recommend that for a number her. of I know. years. Yeah. Everyone
0: keeps asking me if there's other sources, I and mean, there is other stuff out yeah. there. But I think it's that's just such a great free resource yeah. there, and I think she's fantastic.
1: Yeah. It's a huge library of yeah, information. there. Exactly. Mm.
0: Exactly. I even saw some interesting ones at yoga for heartbreak oh, and, really? <laughs> and things. Yeah. That are quite good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's got a lot of good content there. And um, certain things, well, I'd encourage GPS. So, um, in my in my area, we got a few yoga studios nearby and certainly what i do recommend to patients is um a lot of the yoga studios have community classes so i mean again this stigma of it being for the middle class is quite often you go to studios in london it is 20 pounds a class um but these community classes are kind of pay what you feel donation-based classes and they're often raising money for charities and you can go along drop in and try yoga and it tends to be a variety of different people that are Going, not just those in sports bras and things, so it's a more yeah. comfortable environment generally.
1: Yeah,
0: um, but obviously, and just letting patients as well know about all the different types of yoga because I mean it's, it's overwhelming isn't
1: it yeah, it is yeah what all the different types are I'm often asked like what I mm, practice and mm. I, I'll be honest I don't know
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether it's Asana or Vinyasa I just kind of move and do
1: warrior one warrior two yeah. and then a few other movements and yeah. you know, I, I like to uh, I dip in and out of classes mm. um, and I find classes useful because mm. they're quite challenging yeah, they yeah. usually explore other poses that I haven't done before yeah. but I find the most relaxing is when I actually do yoga uh, on my mm-hmm. own uh- on the carpet or on on a mat Mm -hmm. that i've got at home Mm -hmm. um in my own time 20 25 minutes like i did this morning Mm -hmm. and i don't have to kind of like crook my neck to look at the instructor (laughs) to make sure i'm doing it right and if i fall over it's not that embarrassing so like i think you know dipping in and out of classes getting a few movements Mm -hmm. and then practicing at home is a really good way to start
0: absolutely absolutely and i guess the benefits of classes is that you've got someone there that's that's watching you while you're starting to learn and sure that you're doing the poses correctly exactly um because if they're practiced safely then you know yoga is a very safe practice um but you know there's that worry if you're trying quite challenging to poses by yourself that you might you know injure yourself yeah um, I'm definitely <laughs> <laughs> but then absolutely bringing it to that daily practice by yourself is obviously the essence of yoga and getting that connection with yeah. yourself is what it's all about yeah. where you get the most benefits
1: absolutely yeah with regard yes. to like chronic stress i think yeah. there's an obvious sort of intersection there with mm. why yoga might be beneficial absolutely um i was doing some research mm. for the the new book eat to be illness mm. and yoga just kept on coming up for so many different topics and that's why absolutely. i cover yoga in the brain section mm. in the immunity section <laughs> in the inflammation section yeah. um, but specifically for chronic stress mm. we know that 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 can change the structural anatomy of your, of your brain mm. and when you practice uh, things like deep breathing you mm-hmm. actually lower those uh, inflammation signals that mm. are related to chronic stress amongst other physical yeah. things as well um, have you come across some of that kind of stuff in the past or is that something that you were yeah. taught uh, during your training or is it something that you you've developed and interested in afterwards
0: yeah so i mean obviously it's something that i've found in myself but also you are taught throughout the training and i guess um, the training's kind of based on you know people's experiences of yoga and mm. um, and and they've kind of done it from experience rather than necessarily evidence-based I would say a lot of the evidence of yoga is quite is quite difficult there's quite f- only quite a few studies mm. they're very small sample sizes yeah. um, with not kind of adequate controlled it's hard to double blind, for example, the yoga. Um, And there's large variations of the practices of yoga. Therefore, it's really hard to kind of correlate that well across the studies. But I think there's a lot of obviously good small bits of work that are out there that are um, certainly showing the benefits. And some of them are psychological, so kind of how we perceive stress that they find that through practicing yoga, um, you've actually got a kind of a lower perception of stress. Also through yoga, you get um, more of a self awareness, and you know, able to have more self care, Mm. recognize you know when things aren't feeling right in your body and your mind, and you know, starting early to change those things. And then there's obviously the physiological components of kind of um, proposed kind of decrease of the hypothalamic access and less sympathetic um nerve innovation um and then you know there are some studies showing that there might be decreased cortisol and catecholamines um and then there's some work um about kind of gene expression which you mentioned as well actually
1: yeah i i find that kind of stuff fascinating Mm -hmm. and and going back to how hard it is to do these kind of studies yeah. A the funding's not there yeah. but B like you said it's you, you can't blind no. um, what I'd like to see actually is a study mm. that teases out whether it's purely the exercise component of mm. yoga or whether it's the exercise and breathing component that leads to those extra benefits yes. if they're seen at all yes. so you know in, in the podcast that I did yes. with Dr John for example we mm. talked about the benefits of exercise in general so mm. the benefits of uh, gene expression, positive gene expression mm-hmm. uh, reducing uh inflammation signals mm. il-6 for example mm-hmm. um mitochondrial biogenesis yes. as well as um reducing the inflammatory signals mm. um uh it's it's hard to tease out whether the the effects on chronic stress mm. from yoga are from the exercise component or is it's actually the breathing and i think that combination is quite interesting i think it is yeah yeah because it's yeah. almost like you're combining the um benefits of the exercise as mm. well as meditation and there's lots of yeah research looking at meditation and this is kind absolutely. of like a form of meditation in itself
0: absolutely meditation is an essence of yoga it's part of yoga and i would agree i think there must be some extra benefits that are from that being linked into the exercise component as well
1: yeah it's kind of like you know the diet and exercise component yes there is like diet that certainly has effects that Mm -hmm. benefits but when (laughs) you combine that and the synergistic effect of diet Mm. and exercise it's no wonder you see so many uh, benefits to to your overall being and health outcomes yeah Mm. and so um i'm fascinated Mm. by how yoga uh is it's it's in a whole bunch of lifestyle programs Mm. in the US that are now covered by medical insurers. So a a study that I always go back to is the Dean Ornish uh, studies Mm -hmm. looking at those with low-grade prostate cancer and how aggressive uh, their cancer was at a fixed endpoint later on the Mm -hmm. line. Some of those were just given the standard advice about Mm. healthy diet exercise. Mm. Others were on a more intensive program where they were suggested Certain types of foods, largely plant-based diets, mm-hmm. some supplements, but also meditation, exercise regimes, of which they included yoga as well. And our, and the, the results from that mm. are pretty stark. Mm. Um, and it's kind of like, why don't we have these kind of programs yes. in the UK? And, we, and, you know, it's really yes. e- encouraging to see that um, potentially a, a, the result of this conference the other day. Um, Absolutely. That's something that we, something that we could really this.
0: hope for, isn't it? That it can be part of our plans for patients with the likes of kind of the chronic pains Anxiety, depression, those kind of things going forward, definitely.
1: It would be really interesting to see whether, because I know chronic pain sufferers Mm. are immensely difficult to treat. They're often very complicated reasons as to why there's chronic pain. Whether that would have an effect on attendance rates in general practice as a marker of how well they're doing as well. I imagine someone being put through a program where they had constant support and Mm. things like yoga as well Mm. as perhaps dietary advice. Um, with that would lead to improved outcomes I I, I mean my internal bias is saying yeah, yes that it would, it would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the sceptic would be mm. well if you're giving that patients so many Mm. touch points it's no wonder that they're going to come back um, to the gp unfortunately is you know uh the butt of all basically (laughs) but yeah the the end goal to do with everything but um Um,
0: absolutely i think there's there's an interesting study in massachusetts in the states that um looked at any attendances and i think they studied over about over a thousand patients and it took about an eight Eight-year period, I think it was, um, and they looked at patients' attendances before and then after a kind of stress reduction training, and they found that it was reduced quite significantly. Really? Absolutely. Um, so I guess, that, and it was also quite a cost-effective measure as well. So yeah. yeah
1: it, well- where there's cost effectiveness, yes. the NHS is, is a prick-up. <laughs> <Exactly, laughs> yeah. exactly. Which unfortunately is like, the fact <laughs> of the matter is that, you know, unless something is shown to be mm. cost-saving mm. and effective and improve yep. uh, quality of life, which obviously we need all of those things, yes. then the NHS won't fund it but um mm. that's really interesting to hear so, mm. uh, how many people would that involve do you remember or,
0: um it was just over a thousand people i think oh, wow. in the end that they used that's interesting
1: yeah mm. yeah so yeah th- so we can it... always
0: link to the studies and yeah the yeah
1: yeah there is evidence out there i mean mm. like you know there's changes uh where they measured like you know gene expression and yeah. and um, infl- inflammation outcomes yeah. out- that i'm absolutely fascinated mm. with um with, with regards to mind body intervention so mm-hmm. not just yoga but tai chi and qigong gong yeah. and um uh, breathing, uh, like meditation techniques as well. I, I, I think that's certainly something that is so relevant to today's society with our sort of like stresses coming from lots of different mm. sources our environment, the urbanization absolutely. of everything, the lack of natural exposure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think you, um, absolutely. So, yeah, there's, um, there are some interesting studies about that, particularly with the gene expression. Mm. So, um, there was a 2012 study that looked into loneliness in the elderly, um, and they took a um, a group and um, did a kind of mindfulness-based stress reduction program with them, and found that the um, there was a reduction in the gene expression of NF kappa B, um, mm. which is a pro- pro-inflammatory. Um, gene um, and there was also a similar study done in um, carers of um, dementia sufferers so these were um, family members that cared for their um, their family members w- that had dementia gotcha. and again Which is a very
1: stressful job absolutely itself, so it's yeah. a really
0: you know emotive and stressful mm-hmm. role and they found that through stress reduction as well I think it was about 45 um, patients that as well that they had um, the same um, decreased expression of that gene
1: that's amazing. Was mm. it all different types of mind-body interventions or stress relieving exercises? So or?
0: yeah, it was. Um, so it's a com- it's a mindfulness-based stress reduction, but incorporated kind of yoga, meditation, and stress reduction. So it was it's an eight-week program.
1: Amazing, I yeah. I can so see this mm. being funded as mm. well, like, and and ring fencing some some yeah. money for this Absolutely. as well. Like, you know, just doing these little trials because. Mm. If the downside is that they get, uh, well, patients get some exercise. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's hard <laughs> it's to still argue beneficial. Against,
0: right? Absolutely, yeah, we're not Absolutely. dealing with like a
1: drug that has potential side effects. Well, every mm. drug does have side effects. Yeah, you, have to, you know, there's a yeah. risk benefit ratio. Yeah. But yeah, that's amazing.
0: Absolutely, and it's it's just a great thing to be able to do alongside the medication that we need to to give for our patients and augment that. Absolutely.
1: As an adjunct to some of the therapies that are very well evidence-based and actually, you know, we need to to, uh, entertain patients with, you know, this is a a fantastic way of looking at the patient holistically and trying Mm. to get... You know other aspects and there's also so many intangibles around the act of going to a yoga class or mm. doing yoga practice on your own yeah you know the communicate the community feel Absolutely. the connections that you probably forge with other people in the same class yeah. the connection you have with your teacher and the, the yeah. inspiration you get from them mm-hmm. you know there's there's so many different things that you can't really measure in a no. in a randomized controlled trial yeah, exactly
0: that we just need to kind of learn from experience don't we yeah yeah there's so many people that are you know suffering from loneliness in the uk and um you know that would benefit from from going to yoga classes and all the other benefits that you get with it too
1: yeah loneliness is this paradoxical um concept i think Mm. in a world that is so uber connected these days yeah we have record levels of depression as the Mm. result of loneliness Um, and and activities uh, like um, uh, an exercise class Mm -hmm. or you know the social prescribing element to what we should be encouraging people Mm. to do Is um, is something that I think needs greater attention, um, which is I find quite frustrating actually, because you know we have developed and we've evolved to live in these tribal sort of communities, Mm -hmm. yet we're having to essentially force ourselves to live a certain, or we have to force ourselves to you know do these activities to essentially mimic what we should be doing. Yeah, which is it's just the way of the world. It's an observation. Yeah, mm -hmm.
0: yeah. There's so much to say for that human connection, isn't there? yeah, we do tend to live quite a lot of our our lives through what we we should be doing or we think we should be doing at the moment, mm. and through social media, it's not actually having that genuine human connection daily yeah. with someone, is it?
1: Yeah, and it's quite hard to um, express that and mm. and teach a patient that who mm. is coming to you as as you know with a general yeah. uh, as a general practitioner, y- you know they're often presenting with physical symptoms Mm -hmm. or mental symptoms Mm -hmm. and to turn around and say, "Well, this is a result of loneliness." It's yeah. not going to be the best way to frame that conversation. No. So, you know, putting little uh, tips and hints that essentially don't cloud what yeah. you're actually trying to tell the patient, yeah. but actually, you know, are going to give them um, uh, some actionable tips to, to help them. Absolutely. Yeah. Some
0: tools and resources that they can go to. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah.
1: It's almost like I wish I had a toolbox uh, in the nhs <laughs> and I'm like, Okay. Well, let's do this whole program for you. Do, sort your diet out. Get you doing some exercise. Do a bit yoga yeah. a bit of mindfulness based therapy and then let's see what happens yeah this is this concept of rewilding that i yeah. absolutely love yeah. there's a really good ted talk on rewilding i don't is know there, if you've come across no, it not, no. it's more from the context of um the environment and, mm-hmm. and putting the right species uh, in back in the environment and mm. just seeing what happens mm-hmm. and I, I really like that analogy i think a, a physiotherapist uh, told me about it mm. once and it's just this concept of well let's put your body and your sort of position or whatever in the environment that is designed to thrive in and Mm -hmm. see what happens so let's correct what shoes you're wearing or let's correct your diet or let's correct uh you know your activity levels and and you know get you moving a lot more as you have been designed Mm. from an evolutionary standpoint uh to do and and see what happens and honestly a lot of people's physical ailments and mental ailments just seem to go away and I think it's this sort of like notion the biggest secret of medicine being you know your body is one incredible machine Mm -hmm. that's very capable of looking after Mm. itself and we know the pathophysiology behind that we know what the science is saying Mm. behind
0: that Absolutely, that's so interesting, I'll have to give that a lesson <laughs> yeah. I'll put it in the show notes actually, in the yeah, yeah.
1: um, uh just for people to listen to because I think mm. it's a fascinating um, sort of analogy for a lot of things yes, uh, in, in general definitely general um, Definitely there was a, a, a bunch of studies that I mm. looked at um, when I was writing the immune section for E2B yeah. e- illness mm. and again research is demonstrating that with some uh, some practices like Qigong and uh, Tai Chi as well as yoga you know you can positively uh, improve your immune cell function yeah. um, there was a, 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 a podcast that I did with uh, mm. Dr Jenna Machoki um, that if you haven't uh, uh, listened to at yeah. home you should definitely listen to it's uh, all about immune health and Mm-hmm. um how the uh, the notion of boosting your immune system is is quite mis leading it's more about like supporting your immune system mm. but um, what these researchers demonstrated with the yoga practice is that it can express the ex- uh, in- impact the expression of your genes that positively improves your immune uh, cells essentially yes. like, uh, it increases the number of natural killer cells, yeah. it increases um, or reduces the likelihood of you suffering things like common colds and mm-hmm. viruses fascinating stuff, is yeah. this something that you've come across yourself?
0: Absolutely I think I've read the similar study absolutely, um, I think that 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 one was quite, uh, it was a relatively quite quick intervention. Mm. I think it was part of kind of a yoga retreat. So it was these changes came on quite quickly. So it was recorded I think, within two hours of Mm. the activity actually being done. And absolutely it was showing that um, potentially they could um, increase the action of natural killer cells, which is quite an interesting theory because um, it's noted in chronic stress that actually the activity of natural killer cells is reduced. So that would be quite an interesting link and something to certainly take forward in some more research and would be quite interesting. Mm. Um, and it's also showing that it can increase in expression of megakaryocyte maturation and also platelet production itself. Mm. And obviously this, it's a very small study yeah, with it's a very, very short, short yeah. intervention, yeah. but certainly something that would be interesting to, to see more of.
1: Yeah, it mirrors some of the other mm. stuff that I read on, yeah. not not to do with yoga, but I think yeah. it was um, to do with meditation practice. Mm. Uh, so they looked at a cohort of people who... Uh, were taken on a retreat, uh-huh. so, it's, so it's, it's a very unnatural situation. There's so many confounders, <laughs> yeah. But uh, they were taken on a retreat mm. and taught a whole meditation practice, um, and they demonstrated uh, lengthening of the mm. telomeres. So okay, not just reduction of the. Um, uh, the degradation of telomeres, which is the repeating bits of material at the end of your chromosomes that are essentially a biological marker of ageing. but They they demonstrated that they could actually lengthen the telomeres. It literally had an anti-ageing effect. And whilst uh, we can't <laughs> yeah, prescribe yeah. retreats for everyone <laughs> you know having a little mini retreat in your own house I think mm. is something that I try and do so mm. you know a five minute uh, meditation in the morning a- an intention that I do at the end of my bed every day I get out of bed I, I, you know, I have this little mantra that I say to myself the, mm. world, is gonna be, the world is beautiful today is going to be very productive mm. you're going to have a happy day you're going to have a positive day and having that sort of like, intention for the rest of the day I think is really useful and mm. then doing uh, a movement uh, mm. Exercise, So whether that be HIIT training, whether it be yoga, whether it be something quite restorative, relaxing mm. like Qigong or Tai Chi. Um, actually, for a lot of people, I don't think they've come across Tai Chi or Qigong. Is that something that you've had experience of yourself? or?
0: It's interesting, actually. I've read a lot of stuff about um, both of those, but I've not actually practiced them mm. myself. Have you done much?
1: I've done Tai Chi before. Yeah. And I've got to be honest, mm. a little bit too slow for me. It?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um, yeah, it's it, it's it's very mm. um, it's quite intense for something yeah. that is very slow, almost uh-huh. like tortoise-like movements. Mm. It is quite intense because you 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 give intense focus, uh, whole focus to yeah. every little brushstroke of your yeah. hand and stuff like that. Um, which I I think I I struggled with. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was going to say, is
0: it more the mental focus rather than the physical? posture itself yes yeah and the kind of slowing of yeah. Of the mind.
1: Yeah. I've I've certainly watched a lot of people um uh, in San Francisco in the yeah. morning oh, doing Di- Chi and stuff. Yeah in yeah. the parks, yeah. And yeah. and I've joined in uh, a couple of times a handful of times. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I found it quite I, I think I'm easily distracted. Yeah. But it's something to you know, it's a challenge, oh, it's definitely. something to try. Exactly, you know. exactly.
0: And I think, you know, um, quite often in, in yoga we always talk about kind of yang and yin and, ying, and mm. quite a lot of us practice a lot of we call them more yang classes, which are more the vigorous classes and dynamic classes. Classes, but mm. we're also in our private lives, living very busy and stressful lives, and yeah. then we're going into these busy and classes that are stressful in the body. And actually, mm. should we be doing more of the kind of more yin style of yeah. yoga, which is slower and more time to focus and mm. and relax and that balance?
1: Yeah. Is what, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, have you come across some some patients that you've um, uh, recommended yoga to, yes. and with some some benefits? Do you have any stories or anecdotes?
0: Yeah, and um, I think um definitely like i said um kind of using the yoga more in kind of depression anxiety i had one patient who was suffering from really bad anxiety um, and had never done any yoga at all and recommended to go along to kind of local community classes and um, started I think she ended up getting a kind of induction pass and going along most days for, for the month and found it was really helpful particularly she needed a she was very um, suffering very bad anxiety and she needed a period of time off work and it was actually a nice focus for her to do while while being off and, and um, helped certainly her anxiety symptoms alongside medication and things as well.
1: Mm. That's fascinating, yeah. That's yeah. really good. It's almost like there's there's so many different avenues that we mm. could help patients whether it be absolutely. cold water swimming yeah, for example I know yeah. some people try that and, and on TV as well yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen a, some people try that I don't think it's as, as accessible as, uh, as the other if you thing. live by the sea yeah if you live by the sea maybe um, but certainly you know uh, park run oh, uh, walking practices yeah. um, you know, there's walking groups that I think that a lot of GPs oh, have in, got absolutely. into now um, absolutely. and the whole culinary aspect as well yes, like I, I do um, a lot of work with uh, Maiden Hackney one of the ambassadors oh there. I'm actually Mm. doing something tomorrow um, at the Barts Hospital. We're doing Mm -hmm. a day where we're we're doing a a little demo for children um, Mm. to highlight the uh, sounds terrible to talk about it, but highlight the record rates of constipation mm. uh that are leading to uh, some severe like intervention i mean some of these kids are having to have surgery because oh. of chronic constipation oh. um so yeah that that whole practice of you know getting into an environment with mm. random people you never met before and cooking yeah, or yeah. doing an exercise class or something mm-hmm. you know that there, there is something again very intangible about that Absolutely. experience but certainly very very refreshing and and, mm. and Incredible for well-being and, and sense of purpose
0: absolutely and I think particularly the stories from Park run are really nice of the differences that they've made to patients and um, outcomes and you know patients coming off their antidepressants yeah. or depression medications are really interesting our practice has recently linked up with our local park run in oh, peckham as well actually which yeah. has been great and it was a great incentive even just for the staff to get everyone to, yeah. to go along as well and you know some people walked it but it was fine um i think that's what's fantastic about park runs there's always a volunteer at the end and some you know chatting encouraging yeah. everyone to complete it
1: Yeah. Yeah. Your patients must love you in that area. (laughs) You know, you're talking to them about yoga, you've got nutrition masters. (laughs) i know you just started on like your gp journey but yeah (laughs) must be getting loads of thank you cards (laughs) for those who don't know thank you cards (laughs) are uh, a a really good gesture of goodwill and you can upload them onto your portfolio take it to your appraisal so
0: they're the nicest thing to get they are they mean so much they really do when someone actually takes the time to write a thank you card to us i think exactly yeah
1: yeah I I, like I cherish all the thank Mm. you cards that I've had uh, Mm. in the past couple of years. Unfortunately it's not like a daily uh (laughs) it's not like a daily (laughs) card.
0: Yeah, but when you do
1: it's like, oh wow, you know, you really feel like you've done Absolutely. That's
0: those little snippets don't they make us realise why we do what we do yeah definitely. definitely
1: it's kind of like why I, I still practice my gratitude exercise yes. um, I stopped recording it mm. on Instagram but mm. you know um, sharing it and actually encouraging other people to do it there there is something quite special about just remembering, remembering those little positive accents mm. at the end of your day
0: definitely um,
1: whether it be a thank you card whether yeah. it be bumping into someone whether it be yeah. something as simple as you know a bus driver smiling at you or welcoming you mm you onto the bus instead of just ignoring you you know those those little things yeah. that you would otherwise just completely forget about you absolutely. bring it back to the the forefront of your memory and it's 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 very um uh, replenishing i find
0: absolutely i think even on my journey here this morning was packed into this um you know packed into the train and squished amongst everyone and the as we were pulling into london bridge the driver just said a few really nice words and wished us all a really nice day oh that's great um and i was just like that's really Actually, really set me off nicely for the day, and something I'll really, you know, be thankful He's done for, his for yoga today. isn't <laughs> it very cheery, and also the nice weather today is really helpful. Yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: <laughs> so, where do you see the future of yoga going uh, in the NHS? Have you yeah. had any thoughts about this? Or
0: absolutely. I mean, I think that it would be fantastic if we had somewhere that we as GPs could um, advise, well, prescribe for our patients, and dedicated classes potentially to. Whether that's set up to you know as whole classes or set up to different conditions, so yoga for back pain, yoga for you know anxiety, yoga for you know well being, whatever that is, um, and have dedicated teachers that you know are interested in that particular niche that can deliver you know a safe and effective you know yoga class, yeah, for absolutely. The
1: patient. Yeah, I think if something is is recommended by mm, your GP you're more yeah, likely to listen to it as absolutely. well. Absolutely. And I suppose, you know, the events that you've done, um, with the Royal College of GPs yeah. is just heightening uh, everyone's awareness mm. um, of what the evidence base is saying and yeah. how effective yoga can be as a treatment.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's. It's also really nice as well if if us ourselves like you with obviously you know the culinary medicine. If if you're saying you know this is what what I do and I try and practice this as well, and it, it that passion comes across, and I think our patients are more likely to start doing it if we're you know very enthusiastic about it have had that experience rather than saying you know i think you should do yoga but i i don't need i don't need to do yoga
1: yeah yeah exactly and um if you if there are any people out there who have mm. tried yoga before or perhaps they're completely new to it what kind of tips do you have for them to get started
0: absolutely so i think because I, be, I find yeah, the whole yeah. instagram
1: world very overwhelming when absolutely. it comes to like the positions and something like that oh,
0: absolutely and i think um you know, you know, handstand isn't necessarily yoga, absolutely. Yoga is moving and breathing um, in essence. And I think, you know, I would tell you to be open, certainly. So there's, there's such a wide variation in the types of yoga, the yoga teachers. And I think even if you've, you've tried it once and it's, it's, you haven't quite enjoyed it, be aware that there's so many different other styles out there, so many different teachers. And I'm sure within that, you'll be able to find someone that, you know, you like going to that, you you know have, resonate with and and a practice that you enjoy um i mean obviously there's lots of different types there's you know quite commonly i think there's the vinyasa types which are kind of quite flowing and dynamic classes but there's also some really nice slower classes such as um the yin yoga and restorative yoga i don't know if you've ever tried any of those or if i don't you think y- i've done no. yin no no <laughs> no it's a it's a really nice class it's um where you hold postures for quite a long period of time and and um yeah, so they're much kind of slower based mm. classes, and um, they talk quite a lot more about philosophy, maybe in those classes, because you've got a bit more time to kind of relax, depending on who you go to. Right,
1: <laughs> yeah, depending on yeah, how, how aggressive <laughs> on your they teachers, are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what about those who have tried yoga and they haven't found any benefits or anything? Like, you know, is it, mm. do you think, like, experiment with different types or.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I think um, if there's a class, you know, if you've gone to a Vinyasa class and you, you haven't quite enjoyed it, try. S- try something else. So there's, there's, you know, Hafta Yoga, Ashtanga Yoga, maybe there's Yoga for Sleep Yoga, Yoga Nidra. Try something else that works. And even doing meditation every day is part of yoga and that's still doing yoga i would say
1: i like that yeah mm. even breathing is still yeah, yoga absolutely <laughs> yeah we're doing yoga right now
0: um
1: i'm going to ask you a few rapid questions i put out uh, a call to uh, everyone on social media oh, and a whole bunch of people came back and they all have loads of questions about okay. different types of yoga and stuff so yeah no problem this is our opportunity to uh try and extract as much knowledge as we can <laughs> about yoga from the expert okay Hot yoga thoughts.
0: Oh, okay. Um, that's quite an interesting topic. I think people either love or hate hot yoga. Yeah. Um, and I'm a bit wary about, um, yeah, discussing some because <laughs> because of necessarily the evidence behind it. But, um, I think, um, yeah, hot yoga. Personally, I actually very enjoy practicing hot yoga. I quite uh-huh. like the way it makes you feel. The classes are, um, if you don't particularly like hot. Um, environments and I probably wouldn't recommend it they're very sweaty classes but mm. I quite enjoy the time that you take in each posture mm-hmm. um, and the way you can really feel into the different yoga poses and the yep. way that you feel when you leave a class but I would say you have to be quite cautious because it's a hot environment you are more relaxed and your muscles are more relaxed so they are, there are is, is an increased um, possibility of injury in those types of classes Yeah. so I would say you know if you enjoy it then great but just be aware of the potential problems with them as well
1: yeah yeah it can be quite intense i've found yeah Um, it depends on how hot hot the hot yoga yeah. is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um i actually went to a class i think my first hot yoga class in la mm. and it was literally like being in a sauna oh it is and i you know I, I there are i think there are some benefits obviously you have to be mindful of the fact that mm. the, you're more injury prone your yeah. muscles are more relaxed and stuff mm-hmm. you can overstretch mm. um but there are some really interesting studies looking at the benefits of sauna in general yes, um, yes. if you combine that with exercise you know mm. maybe there's some additional benefits who mm-hmm. who knows i don't think the study's been done on hot mm. yoga specifically but certainly up regulating heat shock proteins and how that has an effect on situnins and longevity mm. um, that is something I think warrants more discussion. Definitely. There's some really interesting studies that I found out about uh, via listening to Rhonda Patrick mm. um, who's a, a scientist in America and um, she's fascinated with the idea of regular sauna goers so mm. I think it's three times a week at a temperature above oh, I'm going to get this wrong now <laughs> It was uh, above ninety or hundred mm-hmm. degrees, um, not degrees centigrade. <laughs> degrees. Um, is it hundred degrees? Actually, no. I've, got, I've definitely got that wrong. I'm going to have to double check what, what it actually was. Um, but uh, yeah, there there is some. Uh, there is mm. reduction in the in the incidence of Alzheimer's dementia. Mm. And um, increase in longevity as well. Oh, um, and reduction in overall cause, metali- all cause mortality. So I found that super yeah, interesting. that's really interesting. Maybe it extends to hot yoga? Yeah. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so this isn't rapid at all. We're just talking. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> uh, does I pil- be <laughs> Yeah. Does Pilates have the same benefits as yoga? I'm more of a Pilates girl than a yoga
0: girl. <laughs> um, I think there's certainly some of the same um benefits with Pilates. I guess with the Pilates is not as much of kind of the the yoga philosophy and, and relaxation component to it, but it's certainly doing mindful movements and I think with the Pilates it's more kind of core based, more yeah. um more kind of um isolated types of movements whereas mm. um and some people obviously find that more beneficial than the yoga which is, you know, the more dynamic yeah. movements as well. So I think there's definitely some benefit um there's definitely overlap between yeah. both of them definitely
1: I think the whole concept of mindful movements mm. extends uh, throughout all the different practices yeah. you can find and yeah. whatever suits you absolutely I, I think it's probably then best. do it exactly yeah one of my one of my really good friends in Miami she is addicted to oh, pilates, pilates. pilates. <laughs> and she shout out to Amy uh, she um, she loves it she literally does oh. like five times a week and oh. uh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't see her going to anything else, else. but that, yeah. that works for her absolutely and, you know, absolutely that's her practice yeah um Yoga in pregnancy thoughts?
0: Yeah, um, so I mean definitely if, if you're someone that practices um, yoga normally and, and become pregnant, then, you know, it's definitely, we recommend, you know, you can still continue mm-hmm. doing that. I would say it's, it's definitely beneficial to find a pregnancy class mm-hmm. um, that's local to you because obviously as technically um can be quite dangerous in the first trimester. Yeah. And then obviously as the pregnancy grows, you need to be obviously mindful of that and you won't be able to do the same postures that you could yeah. do in a public class. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, yoga is great for pregnancy but um, just go to a pregnancy class yeah
1: there are specific pregnancy class that I, yeah. I obviously have not been to I was going to um, say one that you've but, been yeah, to <laughs> yeah but um, I, I think those are yeah no they're fantastic mm. there are lots of different options to maintain a practice yeah. or exercise as well yeah. throughout pregnancy Absolutely. so this whole concept of like if you're pregnant you just stay still <laughs> uh, it is just yeah, a, a yeah. Myth, we sh- yeah we shouldn't be encouraging yeah. that there are lots of benefits of maintaining yeah. movement during uh, pregnancy definitely yeah um, reduction of gestational diabetes incidents mm. and, and loads of other things and loads mm. of other benefits uh is it good for sciatica? I think we've pretty much all answered yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, For back yeah, pain, there's absolutely. lots, of, it'd lots be of good research. Yeah, yeah it'd be interesting. Your concepts of like you know mm. yoga for back pain, yoga yeah. for uh, mood, yoga for yeah. uh, cardiovascular disease. Yeah. You know, and That'd I think be...
0: there is there is an interesting study as well that um, looking at um, yoga for back pain, chronic back pain specifically, compared to um, either control or just exercise on its own, and mm. actually the yoga came out. Higher, and I think that's probably what we were talking about with the mind body aspect as well as the exercise itself with the chronic pain.
1: Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Is it okay to do a yoga practice daily, or do we need to have a few rest days?
0: Oh, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think it's certainly, um, I think yoga. Absolutely, can be a, a daily practice, um, and should be a daily practice. Whether that's meditation or mm. movement, obviously, if you have a very vigorous class and <laughs> and you're doing kind of you know ninety minutes, and you know you might benefit from having some rest. But certainly, um, yoga is is that it's set as a practice and something that we should live our lives by. So having a bit of yoga every day is definitely
1: yeah. Worthwhile. I think so. I think it's about being intuitive mm-hmm. about your body yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, I I mix up my exercise regime. A lot of people ask me what I do to keep fit. I do a mixture of endurance, um, HIIT training, strength training and yoga as well. And, you know, I I try and move every day. But Mm -hmm. if I know that I'm sore from whatever I've done the night Mm -hmm. before... Um, or the day before that yeah. came out wrong <laughs> um, yeah I, I, I chill out I have yeah. a rest day so yeah, yeah it's, I, I think there's a lot of pressure these days to maintain you know, consistency and Absolutely. routine and stuff but Absolutely. you also have to be more in tune with how your body's feeling and actually yoga helps with that
0: yeah exactly it helps you be aware of, of how you're feeling in yourself and recognising that. that's one of the great benefits of it so if it's just that you know actually I need just to do meditation today that's perfect that's, that's yoga that's going to help that's yeah. going to you know help me grow
1: practice. I like often at the start of practices, mm. or the start of classes, um, you know, the teacher usually asks how you're feeling, check mm. in with yourself, have you noticed how you're feeling today, or yeah. your bones are, what your mood is like, are you yeah. stressed? And that kind of gives you that benchmark at the yeah. start to figure out, okay, how am I gonna feel at the end of the session Absolutely. and what's Absolutely. your intention as well.
0: Absolutely.
1: These are like Specific questions. Okay, there good, we've got, good. <laughs> Are there benefits of practicing yoga dependent on the length or frequency of sessions or does any time and effort provide health benefits? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think from what we've discussed, certainly, that, you know, any time and effort, you're going to get some benefit from yoga. I don't think, you know, in the long run, you know, having a longer session than shorter session I think it's about finding something that incorporates into your life that you can do for a long period of time absolutely I think it's more about how you bring it into your life as a whole rather than one-off sessions of yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And when it comes to specific health benefits, mm. we have discussed actually previously on the podcast with Dr. Anita about the benefits oh, of um, yoga for things like endometriosis mm. um, and erasure, mm-hmm. painful periods, as well as um, PCOS as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think those benefits may be extended to the fact that yoga is an exercise. Mm. And we know that exercise is beneficial for a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah. But in particular, when you add that with the meditation element, you know, yeah. there, there are probably some synergistic effects there. Definitely. Which I, I personally find fascinating. I yeah. think it's something that we need to explore a lot more, and hopefully, with some funding, <laughs> we can actually demonstrate that it's proper Definitely, proper research.
0: evidence, exactly.
1: Fascinating stuff there from Dr. Claire. You can catch Dr. Claire at RealYogaDoctor on Instagram, and make sure you check out her website, realyogadoctor.com, as well. Today we talked about how yoga can be thought of as therapy for things like chronic stress, something that we see as general practitioners super, super commonly. And it's very, very clear to us that loneliness is becoming an absolute epidemic. As a stress relieving strategy, yoga is a perfect exercise, but others exist like Pilates and Qigong. These can be just as effective. We also talked about how yoga can balance inflammation as well as positively impact the expression of your genes. I've also linked some of the research that we talked about in the show notes on thedoctorskitchen.com so make sure you check that out. Some small-scale research has demonstrated that yoga can improve your immune health as well by increasing the availability of certain cells that are responsible for maintaining Your fighting ability against infection and let's not forget the community aspect of yoga not only can you do this as an individual practice but it's also encouraged especially in the early stages of your practice to do this as part of a group and go to a few classes of which there are many available in the most high end of studios but also in simple church halls that are available to a lot of people up and down the country. Check out thedoctorskitchen.com for more tips on how to get involved with yoga as well as other mindfulness-based therapies. The new book, The Doctor's Kitchen Eat-to-Beat Illness, is out now and it will have lots more tips on how to improve lifestyle practices as well as delicious meals to help you on your wellness journey. Make sure you give the podcast a five-star review if you enjoyed it. It really does help other people. Find the information that will help them and subscribe to thedoctorskitchen.com. I will catch you next time.